Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the seventh day of April in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Good Friday, near the conclusion of Holy Week, a week in which a New York City prosecutor who was funded, therefore placed in office by a Nazi collaborator who said he had fun delivering his fellow Jews to the Nazis, a low point in American history has been reached with the indictment of Donald Trump on bogus charges by a Soros surrogate DA. District Attorney Alan, Alvin Bragg fulfilled his most important campaign promise. That was to get Donald Trump. I'm going to get him, he said. Yes, it appears the fix was in from the get-go, but nevertheless, Donald Trump now faces 34 felony charges. The position of District Attorney is an elected office in New York City, and to win elective office... In a massive city, one must have money, money to fund a campaign and to get his message out. The honest candidate will take his appeal to the people and ask them to support him if they like his message. Some, however, choose to go the route of accepting their money from Nazi collaborators and advocates of mass murder. That's what Alvin Bragg decided to do. The video of Soros admitting that he helped the Nazis hunt down his fellow Jews, then laughing about it, saying it was fun, still available on YouTube, I believe. According to Colonel Douglas McGregor, Soros also pushes for direct war between America, NATO, and Russia because Russia is the last country with an Orthodox Christian culture, therefore it must be destroyed. Yes, folks, that's the man Alvin Bragg went to for money. That's the man who helped put him in office to fulfill his campaign pledge. What does all that mean for the rule of law already severely under threat in America? The rule of law is most importantly a belief, a belief that no one is above the law, that it will be applied fairly and evenly to those who are accused, no matter how you feel about Donald Trump, whether you hate him or love it. What's happening to him is a travesty beneath contempt in a nation which once rested on a belief in the rule of law. What about all those felonies presented to the grand jury? The indictment was sealed, but someone leaked its contents to the media, which is also a felony punishable by up to five years in prison. But oh well, oh well, who cares about that? The 34 felony counts involved falsification of business records that is normally looked at as a bookkeeping mistake or just sloppy bookkeeping. But if charged as a crime, it is a misdemeanor. The district attorney made it into a series of felonies on the grounds that it was designed to kill, to conceal an underlying felony violating election finance law. So a Soros district attorney brought an indictment for a bookkeeping mistake against a former U.S. president while he refuses to prosecute and often downgrades violent felonies to no bail charges. The misdemeanor, if anything, was for supposedly characterizing money legally paid to Stormy Daniels and others for a non-disclosure agreement as legal expenses. She turned out to be an extortionist for which he sued her and he won. He is also accused of making payments to the National Enquirer to squelch a story. Stacking is the second of this prosecutor's skirting of the law. That is the process by taking one crime, breaking it into as many pieces as possible to get more crimes. The crimes are just made up in the mind of the prosecutor who doesn't bother to hide his preconceived prejudice. It is warfare politics, not justice. It should be beneath a lawyer's dignity, let alone 
the dignity of a district attorney for the sake of the nation. Someone is going to have to address the double standard being applied here. The concept of the rule of law, a once-tiered system of law that has existed since the Magna Carta are both at stake. Let's look for a moment at the double standard. Hillary Clinton, who maintained an unsecured private email server processing classified material, who destroyed tens of thousands of emails, all potential evidence. As well, she destroyed physical phones, BlackBerry devices. She operated the server out of her New York kitchen, apparently to avoid Freedom of Information Act request. That is a crime in itself, a crime designed to avoid the discovery of other crimes. She also paid money, campaign money perhaps, for the fabricated steel dossier and its total fabrication of the Trump as Russian agent lie. This may be the first indictment of a former president, and it may have all those George Soros Democrats salivating, but perhaps it will not be the last. Perhaps next up is the Hunter Biden case. Perhaps Joe Biden will have the opportunity to watch his surviving son spend a few years in federal prison. Perhaps Joe Biden will just be waiting for when he is defeated in 2024 so he can join Hunter in federal prison, or perhaps he will see the handwriting on the wall, just pardon everyone once Joe is out of office. Perhaps some obscure DA will decide he wants to just get him, thanks to George Soros and his surrogate, Alvin Bragg. Pandora's box has been opened, and now it's game on for political opponents. Perhaps an elderly retired Nancy Pelosi will be indicted for insider trading. After all, Martha Stewart went to prison for less. Perhaps some prosecutor will start combing through the financial records of the Clinton family, find payoff money to unsavory characters. What about all those Democrat members of Congress who are constantly accused of doing things for which we are expected to just look the other way? My point is... That a line has been crossed that can never again be uncrossed. Yes, folks, this is weaponization of the justice system. Against a political opponent, it reeks to high heaven with unfairness. The criminal establishment now in charge from Soros DAs to the CIA, the FBI, the Democrat Party use law only as a weapon against their opponents. What about the media? Couldn't the media do something? The New York Times, the Washington Post, with their armies of Ivy League reporters, could they help investigate this non-crime? Don't make me laugh, folks. The media, especially the part of it I just mentioned, are virtually a wholly owned subsidiary of the establishment I also just mentioned. It is virtually impossible to have a free society, society without a free press and an independent media. In fact, it is useless to say something isn't fair without an independent media to investigate and report, but unfortunately... In America today, the only function of the media is to support and reinforce the official lies that media wants this high-profile case. They want it, just as the elite does, because it reinforces repression. Tells us all, all the opponents of the regime, be careful, because you could be next. Yes, sometimes we play the but-what-about game. But in this case, it's so obviously a weaponization of the system that it's supposed to be fair that it brings out both rage and sadness. War is politics by other means, as von Clausewitz said. So I suppose everything is fair once war is declared. It all becomes just a desperate fight for survival. So 
in that light, in full knowledge of what it says about the leadership of this country, and I play the what about game, the what if game, at least momentarily. What about just a couple of weeks ago? The House Oversight Committee, which now is Republican-led, revealed that the Biden family had, through an associate, received more than $1 million from a Chinese energy company. You probably are aware, folks, that in China, all corporations are just arms of the Chinese Communist Party. Joe Biden's brother, his son Hunter, his deceased son's widow, Hallie, received significant funds, as did another account, simply named, quote, Biden. Could that account be owned or directed by the big guy? It's very interesting, indeed, how easily, without a care in the world, the Biden family just shrugs off all these allegations. The Democrat media refuses to look at it. The White House just circles the wagon, secure in its protection by the media cavalry, which is always just over the hill. We have years and years of breathless reporting on the Trump-Russia-Hillary-Clinton-invented lie, but stone silence about the Biden-China connection. The president has financial ties to a rival communist superpower. Oh, well, folks, nothing to see here. Just move along. What about Donald Trump and the possibility that he could get a fair trial or that these bogus charges could be dismissed? By an honest judge, the Trump defense team says that it intends to pursue a motion to dismiss based on prosecution Misconduct, among other points. The answer to that question, though, is this Soros DA <clears throat> knew where he would bring his bogus case. He plotted it all out before his campaign for office. Show me the man, and I will show you the crime. That's a quote from the words of Lavrente Berea, chief of the secret police, as well as author and conductor of Stalin's Reign of Terror. Alvin Bragg is in good company then because Berea is a fine example for him since he oversaw the arrest, torture, and murder of tens of millions of people. Can he get a fair trial then in New York City and will he be tried before a jury of his peers who passionately desire to hear the facts of the case make an honest decision as to whether Mr. Bragg has proven every element of the crime charged beyond a reasonable doubt? No, I don't think so, folks. I don't think... He can get a fair trial there. I stand with Alan Dershowitz on that score, at least. A motion to change venue will probably be filed, but this Democrat judge agrees that he cannot preside over a fair trial. I don't think so, folks. Judge Juan Manuel Merchon has a Democrat activist, 34-year-old daughter, who worked for Kamala Harris's campaign and on many other Democrat campaigns, including that of Joe Biden. She runs a business helping Democrat candidates get elected. Trump said that the judge is from a family of well-known Trump haters. It appears he was right. It also turns out that among her clients is Adam Schiff, who, while in California Congress, led the first effort to impeach Trump. So the fix might be in, folks. Nancy Pelosi, who was Speaker of the House for many years, as you know, said that all is well, it's just okay, it will be fair here because he will get the chance to prove his innocence. I could just chalk that up to the appalling ignorance of this woman, but the situation is so vitally important. It makes the charge of unfairness already decided jump out even more. I have to say it anyway, folks. No, Nancy, no. This is still America despite all your efforts, and in America... He does not have to prove his innocence, but instead the Soros-funded surrogate DA 
must prove every element of the offense he charged beyond a reasonable doubt. Trump remains cautiously, guardedly defiant in the face of what is happening to him. He spoke when he got back to Florida. He reminded people of how the Democrats spied on him and on his campaign. They launched fraudulent investigations against him, including the Russian collusion lie, along with two bogus impeachment trials. He accused the FBI and the Department of Justice of relentlessly pursuing Republicans while protecting Hunter Biden. He couched the indictment as election interference, meaning that it is being done to prevent his re-election. Trump is the proxy. He's the proxy for all of us. He stands in the place of people like me. And he is right when he says, they are coming for me, but the real message is for you. The Republican elite wants rid of Trump almost as much as the Democrat elite because they are totally sold out to the neocon warfare regime. Trump is the choice of ordinary men and women who are powerless. We owe him a debt of gratitude for one thing, if for nothing else, and that is he revealed very clearly to us that the elite from Washington swamp, despite all dignified titles such as the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Justice, and the like, are totally corrupt and cannot be trusted and should not be respected. Finally, folks, the Democrat and Republican elite have us on a course leading to nuclear war. Trump can position himself as the anti-war candidate opposed to the coming nonsense war if he does this. Who knows? Maybe he could win. But then, no, no, I don't think so. That would be impossible because he opposes the elite war machine. It is virtually impossible for him to be elected again. I didn't say nominated, folks. I said elected. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.